Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Matt Burke. Matt Burke is a NFL Super Bowl champion. You can find him at mattburkeandcompany.com, mattburkeandcompany.com. Now, for all my listeners out there, Protestants, Catholics, Matt is a Catholic. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a Harvard graduate, 15-year professional football player, NFL veteran, and as I mentioned, Super Bowl champion. Now, Matt Burke was raised Catholic, but fell away, like many do, from the faith in college. He enjoyed worldly success during the first few years of his NFL career, but was still wandering and thus not fulfilled. When an evangelical team chaplain challenged the Catholic Church, Matt went on his personal search for truth and ultimately claimed his Catholic faith as his own. Matt not only fell in love with the church, he lived out his faith during his football career. Matt was recognized for his community service work by winning the prestigious Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award in 2011. Upon winning the Super Bowl in 2013, Matt declined an invitation to go to the White House, citing that then-President Barack Obama's support for Planned Parenthood as the reason. Matt strives to not only talk about the faith, but to live it as well. Matt and his wife, Adriana, live in St. Paul, Minnesota, with their eight children. Eight children, that's so Catholic. Matt, <laughs> welcome to Broken Catholic. Uh, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Uh, just an Oshucks kid from St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, wasn't any good at sports, obviously. That's why I became an offensive lineman. Um, you know, was kind of think growing up just pretty much remarkably average in just about every way. And then, uh, you know, in high school, really benefited from some people taking an interest in me, some teachers, some coaches. Found, uh, discovered two gifts that God gave me, which was getting in people's way and grabbing onto them, which is good for an offensive lineman. <laughs> and, uh, you know, went to Harvard and then went to the NFL, which is not a, not a very traditional path. Um, and, uh, like you said, it's actually, I ended up winning a, winning a Super Bowl. I mean, every time I, you know, you read that, every time I hear that, it just kind of feels like that that's, uh, it really does feel like that's somebody else. I mean, I know that happened and that, that is my life, but it's also, so, it's also kind of surreal to be retired for eight years now and to be on the back end of that and to look back, it's like, wow, that, that actually happened. That's kind of crazy. 
Wow. Praise God for that. So listen, it's uncommon to have brains and brawn, so to speak, right? So Harvard grad and then NFL champion, like that's very uh, rare to say the least, listen, right? Go ahead. It's, it's, it's rare, but Harvard likes to win football games too, you know? So they might, they might, they might lower the standards a little bit if they feel like you might be able to, to help them out. Uh, listen, there's, there's two types of football players at Harvard. There's guys that didn't need football to get in. Uh, and then there's guys that did. And I mean, I got good grades. I, I got very good grades, but Harvard is that's, that's elite, right? These are the elite students. I don't think I would have gotten into Harvard had I not been, uh, been able to play in the, in the trenches on the football field, but uh, you know, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Let's get into your story. But before we do take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know? Mm. Uh, I would say that I, I struggle in uh, struggle with insecurity you know, about myself. Um, just, you know, my, my competency, my skills. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, I always kind of doubt myself, wonder, wonder if I have, you know, do, do, do I have what it takes? I guess, you know, kind of say if I could wave a magic wand, I wish, I wish I could have a little more confidence in, uh, in certain professional situations. You know, my listener is listening right now and they're saying, this is Matt Burke, NFL Super Bowl champion. What do you mean you're lacking confidence? What do you mean you have self doubt? Like go a little deeper with us. Where's that come from? Um, I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but it's just, um, it's just true. And I'm not somebody that's, that's afraid of failure. I don't think, you know, I mean, everything's a spectrum, right? We, we want to make everything binary, like yes, no white, black. It's not the case. I've, I've failed a lot um, in my life. And, and it's like I said, when I was a kid, you know, I was the, I was the short fat kid. Uh, teachers mm-hmm. thought I had a learning disability, like, you know, I maybe some behavioral issues. Like it wasn't like I was getting gold stars every day. So I was like, I was okay with, quote, failing or being mediocre or below average. And it doesn't scare me to fail, I think, in, in most cases. But um, I don't know, I guess maybe, you know, I feel like that there is an expectation because, oh, you went to Harvard and I've seen you on TV or I listened to you on the radio or whatever that, you know, in certain situations, like I'm supposed to be this kind of it guy, you know, like mm-hmm. people are supposed to meet me and say, oh my gosh, that guy, he's he's unbelievable. And I hate to, you know, burst the bubble, but I'm just a guy, you know, I mean, literally wake up every day or go to bed every night and thinking, geez, I screwed up a hundred things today. You know, I'm, I'm a husband. So that's, that's hard. Got eight Eight kids, eight kids. 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 That's hard. Um, you know, business is I'm an entrepreneur. That's hard. (laughs) It's not like I, I go to bed or wake up, uh, saying, boy, I am, I am just killing it. This life thing, I am killing it. Uh, it's, 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 it's actually just the opposite. Wow. Thank you for being transparent about that. I think that gives a lot of us permission uh, to be okay, right? Like it's okay to show up imperfect in your life and to think that you can be perfect is an illusion. It's a mirage. So Matt, uh, let's go back in time here. Let's go back to your 20s, right? Um, you grew up in faith. Uh, with the Catholic tradition, and then fell away in college like many do. I think the the uh, stat right now 
know, is from the Catholic space is like 80% or 75, 85% um, of, you know, Catholic young people uh, leave the faith at, during their college years. Um, what happened on the inside of you that, that made that happen in your life? I knew, I knew just going to Catholic school and I was going to church on Sundays. We never missed church. I knew who made me, what he did for me, what he expected of me. I knew God loved me. I knew all that. You know, I was taught by nuns. I'm, I'm that old. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was good. But, you know, as Catholics, I think a lot of Catholics would be able to relate to this. You, you do all these things. You don't really know why you're doing them. Um, we do have a generation, maybe two generations now that really weren't catechized properly. So you do it out of duty. Um, but being a kid, you know, those, those seeds were planted in my heart about God and about Jesus. And you said, I was pretty average. And then it's kind of started having some success and some recognition and people were patting me on the back, telling me how great I was doing. So I leave high school and I went to, went to Harvard and you know, here I'm playing college football at the best university in the country or in the world is, you know, as they, they'll tell you it's the best in the world. <laughs> they'll remind you constantly that you're at the best university in the world. And uh, that first week we practiced football, woke up Sunday morning, had the day off and I was kind of waiting for somebody to say, Hey, let's go to church. And nobody said it. And so I didn't go. And I thought, you know, to myself, I justified it by saying, I've I've done that my whole life. Like I already know all that. Right. And and I'm so busy and look at all these great things I'm doing. You know, I started to kind of fall for the, uh, the allure of some, you know, worldly things and, Mm. You know, again, this kind of goes on for a while for four years in college. Every time I came home, uh, people were telling me, gosh, you know, geez, you're going to Harvard, you're playing football. That's you're, you're doing great. And they kept patting me on the back and <laughs> just kept, kept me, uh, falling in love more with myself and, and, uh, and with worldly things and worldly success. And then to get drafted by the Vikings. And so it's, you know, hometown team. And now I'm like, a, you know, as far as offensive linemen, I'm a really big deal. Right. Cause a lot of people knew me before just because I'm from here and now I'm playing for the Vikings. And, and, you know, I, I just kind of, I'd land the plane like this. I'd say about four years into my career, I was, uh, I had more worldly success than I ever thought was possible. You know, I had the biggest mm-hmm. contract in the history of the NFL hometown team. There's a hamburger named after me in St. Paul. Like that's, that's for alignment. That's about as double patty. Of course, it's like as big Is as it good. Head. Is it good? Oh. It's double patty with uh, pepper jack cheese and mayonnaise. It's fantastic. Um, Just like me. Yeah, it's, yeah. But I was, I was, I was dying on the inside. You know, I was, yeah. I was so empty. And it's I kind of, uh, kind of relate a little bit to to Saint Augustine, who's one of the early church fathers. You know, but he tried tried everything else, and he's like. All right, I'm just not happy. I guess I'll give God a try, right? Became like this intellectual giant of the church. That was kind of me, right? It was like God, He made me and He knew me, so He was like, "I'm not going to bring you to your knees with some you know, horrible crisis or adversity. I'm just going to give you everything you want." So He must not think very highly of me. Um, but uh, no, I was, I was just, I just knew that I was miserable on the inside, and and something was wrong. And of course, at the same time, this this woman enters my life who I become rather smitten with. And, uh, she ends up becoming my wife. And, uh, I, I joke around. I say, when I, when I met my wife, I had a drug problem and my wife drugged me back to church and she was, she was, she was a Catholic as well. And, but it kind of strayed. And so we kind of started the journey back together. And what really, if I, it, I, I never had like this saw like moment where I was knocked, you know, from the horse and blinded, but that the, probably the most intense moment where it was like, you need to, you need to get 
figure this out, dude, is uh, when our first daughter was born. And, um, you know, first of all, that was, I, I was cognizant of the fact that I had just witnessed a miracle when our first daughter was born. I don't think in, ever in my life I had thought that before, but yeah, I don't know. We didn't watch the videos when I was in high school. So when I saw this, I was like, wait, what? What, what was, how did that just happen? Right. And then it's like, this happens millions of times a day. It doesn't mean it's, it's not a miracle. And that was like, okay, I'm, it's not just about me and, you know, my selfishness, which I was still, you know, still very selfish, still am, still struggle with selfishness today. But I had a wife, but now this, this innocent baby. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something. And uh, so that's when I went back to, we, to football shortly thereafter, like two weeks later, went to training camp. And um, for those that don't know, the locker room in, in the NFL, it's a very spiritual place. Um, hmm. I don't know, I'd say, you know, half the guys have Bibles in their lockers and they actually open them up and use them. Um, there's is a, that every, still the case today, you think? It is, 100%, 100%. Uh, because wow. this, and this is why, because football is really hard. And it's really dangerous, you know, whether guys want to admit it or not. And they're football, but they're just guys. They're just like everybody else. You know, these are young guys. They're trying to figure it out. Um, some are, everyone's on their own walk. Some are further ahead than others, but, but it's like, there's a lot going on. And, and I think at the end of the day, no matter, you figure it out pretty quickly, maybe not right away in the NFL because you're young and you're, you're just super dumb, not just dumb, but you're, you're super dumb, but you, uh, you know, like right, you're built for beauty, goodness, and truth, right? Like that's, that's God and he made us and that's what's in our hearts. And, and, you know, like you figure out that the NFL, it's not, it's not real. Um, you know, the, the money's not real, the fame, I mean, all that stuff, you know, it's like, I mean, I know I'm funny, but I mean, when I played in the NFL, I told jokes, like everybody would just belly laugh. It's like, I'm not that funny. Um, and so every team I played on, you've got all these guys who are, you know, intentionally trying to further their walk. Every team I played on had a team chaplain. Uh, three of the four coaches I played for were Catholics. We had Catholic mass. We had Bible studies like Mondays, couple studies, Thursdays, Saturday nights in the hotel, uh, Bible study, Sunday morning mass. Like there's all these opportunities to grow in your faith in, in the workplace, which is pretty rare these days, I think. Um, and so I went back to practice. I had a, a, as you mentioned in the bio, great teammate, friend of mine, uh, Protestant, who was like, hey, man, he always invited me to Bible study and I never went. And then he invited me. I was like, yeah, let's go. And, uh, and, he, and he started me on, on, uh, on, the, on the way back. So it was so football, you know, people are like, oh, it's so great. You played football. You know, you made money and won a Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, that stuff's fine. But the best thing that football did for me was it brought me back to my faith. Mm. Powerful, brother. You know, similar to you, I my Protestant brothers brought me back to my own faith. And uh, it's amazing how God works. That's why I do this yeah. show. And that's why I unify Protestants and Catholics and say, listen, we're all brothers in the same family of God with the same father that we Amen. worship. Amen. Like, seriously, like, just because you, you have a different room than me or it's painted differently, like, we're still in the father's house. So we might as well learn to get along and fight the common enemy out there that's trying to take out our family. Oh, you know, well, one, yes, you're so you're so right. I mean, there's no question. I think that that's 
it's part of the devil's strategy, right? Is to divide us Christians and get us fighting amongst uh, ourselves. But you know, I've had, um, I, my kids have gone to a Baptist school before, uh, lived in Florida for two years. In fact, I, last week I just did a, I just did an event with Kirk Cousins, the uh, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, a fellowship of Christian athletes event, which I've done a lot of fellowship of Christian athletes stuff and did an event with him and uh, learned, I mean, there are a couple of Bible verses that he talked about that I was like, you know, maybe I'd heard, you know, a hundred years ago and forgot Roman. I've learned so much about my faith and, and, and having, um, having Protestant brothers, I mean, you know, as friends, you know, like in my life, it's just, it's just helped. It's just helped me grow in my faith and my love for, and in my love for Jesus. And, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. We're, we're, we're all on the, we're all on the same team. You know, maybe, maybe the, the tea that we drink is just a little bit different. Uh, we, we drink our coffee a little bit differently, but it's all, it's all the same. And, and, uh, and I think we should embrace that. I agree. I, I like what you said. We're all on the same team. We just have different positions, but we all think like, Oh, you should play my position. You should be just like me. No, we all have distinct positions. That's what make, makes us a great team. I married a Southern Baptist. And uh, so, I, so I, I took it up a notch and um, you know, God has healed our family mm. uh, tremendously because there was so much division in the beginning of just all this, um, you know, generational ignorance of the different denominations, et cetera. And uh, we just prayed for God to come in and heal it all and just love on everybody. And now we're just one cohesive family who have different uh, ways to worship the same God. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I've seen it happen in my own family. I know it can happen That's at awesome. scale. That's right. Awesome. So it's a beautiful thing. So back to your story here. So NFL, uh, what about now? Like, where are you, where have you resisted God the most in his plan for your life? Uh, even after your reversion back to the church, back to the faith, where have you resisted and where are you cooperating in a powerful mm. way? <laughs> Well, this will probably be the hardest question I have today. Fantastic. At least, at least this morning. Um, you know, I still do kind of, I, I mean, I, I am driven, you know, by success to a certain extent, you know, I want to, I mean, I've always been a hard worker, a grinder. I can remember I worked at a golf course when I was a kid, like in middle school. And yeah, you can just kind of show up and do you could show up in caddy whenever you wanted. Right. I remember my parents sitting me down. I think I was in like the eighth grade and they were like, look, you don't have to go to the golf course every single day, all day and work. But you know, that's what my parents did. And that's what I saw. They're extremely hardworking. And so, but that's, that's me. It's like, so I, I work, I mean, my wife was like, why are you working? So why are you doing all this stuff? And I'm like, well, part of it is I feel there are certain projects. It's easy to say, well, I am doing this for the glory of God. Um, I started a Catholic high school, which I'm sitting here right now. You know, we're, we're in a Catholic high school, um, do different things. But there's, I'm just, I, I am driven by, I do like to achieve. And that's a very slippery slope. Um, I mean, we all want to be successful. We all want to win, right? We're, we're guys. Who wants, we're American. Who wants to lose? Um but I can get wrapped around the axle, you know, where it just, it becomes that, that in the moment that becomes the most important thing to me, you know, mm. like, it's just, I just want to, I just want to grind this and push, you know, to use a football analogy, right. Get the ball over the goal line. I don't care how hard, I just want to go do it. Um, 
and well, those, you know, those, that, that trait makes, that helps you become a good football player. Um, that can also lead to a very miserable life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're so hyper-focused on whatever project you're working on that you forget to forget when you come home to be, to be that husband that you're supposed to be, you know, to be the father, um, even if you're physically there, you know, to mentally and yeah. spiritually be mentally be somewhere else and spiritually be you know, out to see. Um, so let me I jump in that, right there and ask another deeper question. How do you know that the plays that you're running in your life, starting the Catholic high school and the other projects, we'll call them plays like on the football field. How do you know those plays are coming from God, the quarterback yeah. and not from your own mind or from the enemy? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I would love to say that, well, before I do anything, I take it to prayer and, and discern. Um, but I get excited. I'm emotional. I'm, I'm, I can be impulsive. And so uh, certainly guilty of just getting caught up in the moment and maybe, maybe doing like a little ready fire aim you know? Um, but, uh, there are times, so there, I, I guess maybe where I'm going to get into is like, there are, there almost daily, I will feel overwhelmed. And it's like, you know, you kind of like, let's say you wake up and you, you're going, 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 you think, Oh no, like this, there's a lot going on and that things aren't going the way I want. And, you know, God, Oh no, God, I'm sorry. And I don't know. And, and you kind of get to that point where it just becomes, you, you, you hit overwhelmed. And then it's, I didn't, I didn't want to get overwhelmed. And then you're like, oh, God, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it, you know? And that's when you, that's when you, like, that's when you get to where you need to be, which is you, you give it up to God and you're like, all right, I don't know. This, this, this project might blow up. This, this thing might not work. I don't know if this, but I, I'm not going to worry about the results anymore. All I'm going to do is be faithful, you know, be prayerful, um, try to do the next right thing by you that's all that's i can't i can't keep that's where i get really in trouble joe is when i start thinking down the road and how i want this to turn out how i want that to turn out and you know where i start thinking like in some ways that i can control it or that i should even worry about it or think about it you know that i should just be you know right here in the moment connected to god and being the person that he calls me to be and then acting accordingly with who's ever who's ever across the table from me like that's all that's all i should really be focused on mm. yeah it's all the should be's in our life right but then how we actually show up is sometimes in conflict what is the vision that you see that god's revealed to you uh for his calling on the rest of your life mm. what's that vision for your future <sighs> there's one thing i will say i do as far as like long-term plans, I've never really had a long-term plan. I, I am okay with, I mean, I never thought I'd go to Harvard, never thought I'd play 15 years in the NFL, never thought I'd start a Catholic high school, never thought I'd have like, you know, five businesses. I mean, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I just want to, if I were to kind of articulate what's my, what's my purpose outside of, you know, on earth here to, to know, to love and to serve God. You know, what does that look like to get a little more specific? It's that I want to, I want to spread joy. I want to be a force for good. Obviously my vocation, as we would talk about is as a, is as a husband, as a father, you know, those are, those are souls that God has entrusted to me here on earth that I need to return to him. Um, so those kinds of things, but the way I look at life is 
it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. That's, that's the point that number one, that's the point, which I think a lot of people miss. That's, that's a message that our culture is not talking about. We're this postmodern, post-Christian world that we time period that we live in now, which, you know, the Harvard, the smart people talk about, you know, we're, we're really about consumption, comfort, pleasure. Mm. You know, that's, that those are, these are the times we're living in as Christians where you go to church as Christians, you know, we know that's not the point of life, um, that there, there's a struggle. So life is hard, but at least it's short. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It's, the great thing is it's short. I mean, if you live to be a hundred years, that's not long. That's not long. Um, so don't, you know, that, that helps me put it into perspective where as much as possible, don't think about yourself. Think about others. You can, and the one thing football taught me too is you can always do more than you think you can do. Hmm. So a lot of times it's like, even when this, like when this Catholic high school project kind of came to be, there was a part of me was saying, wait, hold on. You got, you got so much going on. Like, what are you, what are you doing? But at the same time, it just felt like, it just kind of felt like this is, this, there was a need and God was putting all these things in front of me where like this, this could happen. You can, this can not, you can do this, but you can say yes to this. And it, and like, God will, God will provide. And, and, uh, and he did. And so, you know, right. It's like, we're just called to be faithful, right? If we think that that's what God's calling us, do you just say yes? And he's gonna, he'll give you the, the endurance, the wisdom, whatever you need to, to do that, to do his will on earth. He'll, he'll give it to you. So I guess that's kind of my, my thing is like, just, just keep saying yes. Sometimes it gets in a little bit of trouble, get a little overextended. <laughs> Wife gets a little upset, but just keep saying yes to, to, to good things. And um, I don't know. That's just like, that's, it. that's it. No, that's good. So what is your daily game plan uh, to keep you in alignment with God, with his plan for your life rather than, uh, you following the shiny objects that yeah. happen to pop up. I mean, obviously it starts with prayer, starts and ends with prayer. Um, what does it look start? like? What's your daily? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm an early riser because it's the only time it's mm-hmm. quiet in my house. My kids now they're at the age where they stay up. I can't stay up later than they can. So if I don't get up early, then I'm getting no time. There's no quiet time. Um, so for sure I'll wake up and probably spend, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes in prayer you know, uh, I've got my daily devotionals, right? Do the readings from the mass, um, all sorts of, I mean, to, to the Catholics out there and we have so many prayer, we have so much stuff. Well, we're, we're never going to get through all of it. I mean, we, you know, there's priests that there's bishops that don't know all of it. Um, there's so much that you can just keep digging and, and finding, um, but you know, stay, uh, stay current with the, with the calendar of the, of the church and the, and the readings and the gospel at mass. Um, and, uh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an extroverted per- person. You know, I'm, I'm I meet with a lot of people. I love people, radio, TV, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I try to, I really, when I'm focused in, when I'm at my best, it's, you know, whether I'm in the car or maybe it's just five minutes before a meeting and really take time, not, not, not listening to the radio or, on social media or always checking emails, but taking those just, they can be like 60 second breaks during the day and just use mm-hmm. that to, to pray, 
to stop, to center. Um, a, a friend of mine's got a great, he's got a great saying. He goes, you always want to keep the faucet on. The prayer faucet always needs to be on. And I find that, that, you know, life works when that faucet's on for me all throughout the day. There are days too, where it's like, you get going and you forget. And all of a sudden it's like seven o'clock at night. And you're like, oh my gosh, I prayed this morning. And then I don't even remember praying one, one time today. It's went like 12 hours and did not like, well, that, that didn't work out. Um, but I was trying to keep that faucet on. And then, you know, I, uh, it's for Catholic stuff, um, go to, go to hit a daily mass once a week, do one hour of Eucharistic adoration a week. I have a men's group. We meet every Saturday morning. I guess that's not Catholic, but, um, those kinds of things. And you know what? I need every single one of those things. And mm. I'd, I'd share this and hopefully this helps somebody out there. Um, because I'm kind of this achievement guy, right? Like I always want to climb the ladder. Uh, I used to think like, you know, when am I going to get to the point where it's like, I, I got it, you know, like I see these, I have, I have people that I look up to that I look up to where they are spiritually in their lives, you know? And it's like, it just, it looks like they got it all together. Right. I'm like, when am I going to get there? And yeah, I realized about like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a year ago, uh, I was like, I'm never going to get there. Right. And that's kind of the point, like this, kind of the idea of this spiritual poverty. It's like, I, I never, I never realized, I never realized, I mean, I'll admit this, the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. I never really knew what that meant until I came across it about a year ago. And it just talked about spiritual poverty. And like, it's just like that I am, I am nothing, you know, I am nothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, and then all I should just want is just to, whatever God wants, you know, that titles, Super Bowl, whatever, name any, I'm, I'm nothing, right? And that idea of spiritual poverty, where it really is like, to, one, it's, it's an unbelievable place to be. I mean, it's almost, it's scary, it's euphoric, it's, it's everything, but it, it's true. And then it, it's just kind of a reminder that like every single day I'm starting at zero, I'm resetting, starting at zero. And I need to, I need to fill myself up with, with God, um, with prayer, with the sacraments, with the rosary, whatever, whatever that is. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, just, a good, it's, a, it's always a good place to start is, is, is on your knees and see where it goes from there. Matt, I think you presented that really well. It creates a spiritual dependency on God that's necessary. Otherwise, we get too full of ourselves, our own ego, and our own achievement, right? You, you say it way better than I do. I take like three minutes to say this disjointed, inarticulate, and then you just kind of sum it all. That's, I guess that's why you're the guy with the number one podcast, because, because you're good with the words and stuff. <laughs> the words and stuff. The, the you know? words and stuff. <laughs> uh, praise God for that. I wasn't, but, uh, you know, every now and then we get one, right? So Matt, uh, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's so heavy. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. What's your favorite thing about God? He loves me no matter what. That's a beautiful thing. What's yeah. your least favorite thing about God? Um, 
that he that he knows me better than I know myself. Yeah. <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Um these are not easy. These aren't three second questions, Joe. They're three seconds <laughs> questions. They're just not easy. What am I most afraid of? I'm not going to say spiders, you know. Um, just, you know, looking back, re regret. Looking back when they're regretting. Yeah, I got that. We're all struggling with something, I believe, at every moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with, either professionally or personally? It's just selfishness. It's just thinking about me and my stuff more than uh, my wife and my kids. Mm, got it. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Uh, Twitter. So I gave it up for Lent and I'm never going back. <laughs> nice. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, secret fear that I have about people. I guess that they don't like my jokes because I fashion myself to be kind of a funny guy and I do stand up comedy, but someone that doesn't have a good sense of humor, I feel like it's just really... Like that's, that's, that's a comic's worst nightmare, right? It's telling a joke and nobody laugh. <laughs> I did a uh, talk via zoom uh, last week. And what I did, I opened with a joke and what I didn't realize was that there was a three second delay with the connection, <laughs> bro. When I delivered the punchline and everyone's face just didn't move. I was like, okay, that didn't go. And then three seconds later, they're all busting out like, uh, that was funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, that it's, that it's a, he's, that, he, that he's a, he's a very loving father, that it's not about, it's not about all the rules. Amen to that big lesson there. What's a new habit you want to create in your life, Matt? Uh, uh whew, new habit I want to create. I need to, I need to, I need to exercise a little more. I need to, I'm getting, I'm 44. I need to, I need to take care of the ticker a little bit more, Joe. I'm good with the weights. It's just the, the cardio I'm not, I'm not good with. You make it sit a racquetball. That's my game. That's how I do my cardio. Racquetball. Oh yeah. It's high in high endurance fast. It's kind of like football, but without all the impact, just a thought. I would there. wonder how, I was wondering how the ball doesn't, doesn't hit more guys. Cause that thing's going or the, when you swing the rackets and you hit somebody in the head with the racket, cause it's a closed, it's a, it's not a huge court. <laughs> it's like any sport. It takes practice and excellence. Uh, what's a bad a yeah. <laughs> you can wear your football helmet on the court. That'd be hilarious. What's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, tobacco. Tobacco. Chew. Uh, it's chew for a long time and then it's cigars and it's just, it, that's my, that's, that's the vice that, uh, that haunts me. Okay. Got it. And pick three words to describe who you are now. <laughs> um, I think, I think I'm courageous. Uh, I think I'm. courageous uh vulnerable and i love to learn nice awesome pick three words to describe who you were before you recommitted your life back to god <laughs> uh selfish materialistic vain got it 
And last question, Matt, if you could come back to life, look your wife in the eyes, your eight kids in the eyes, and give them only one piece of advice about life, about eternity, about everything, what would you say to them? Don't ever stop following God. Don't ever stop going to church. Don't, don't do what I did. BC Nation, keep the faucet of God on. Any final wisdom, Matt? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having that deep relationship with God the Father versus not? Yeah. Uh, recently, I heard somebody describe it. We talked about your relationship, but they said uh, they called it the friendship. How's your friendship with Jesus? And, you know, that's, that's different. Um, and we all come at, you know, we're all broken. We've gone through whatever we've gone through. We're, we're all messed up. We talk about relationship with God, but friendship has a different tone, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I've been telling my kids a lot lately. I said, how's your friendship with Jesus? And so, and that's not just for them, but that's for, that's for me too. I can forget as well. And uh, yeah, Jesus is our friend. God is our, God is our father. And um, man, when we, when we take a step back and, and, you know, realize, I mean, just even look around, like, all this is going to be gone someday, right? Like take a second to just notice all the miracles around us every single day and uh, understand we, there's no way that this world, that this solar system can be random and that our God is so good. He's so great. He made us. He loves us. I mean, it's like he has to be real. Like there's no, there's no way he can't be real. There's no way all this can be random. It's, uh, it's just, just always, always remember that, uh, don't, don't, don't get distracted. Don't get caught up in the, don't make, don't make the trivial important. Keep what's important, important. Keep the main thing, the main thing. God is the main thing. Matt, what's the best way for BC nation to get in touch with you? If they so choose, what do you got for them? Yeah, he's got our website, mattburkeandcompany.com. Uh, we do a lot of speaking and consulting and, we just, we just try to do fun stuff with, with fun people. Um, you can, you can check us out there and, and reach out to us and email us. We'll, uh, we'll email you back. And, uh, now uh, you got a book as well. Where can they get that? Yeah. You get a book on the website. It's called all pro wisdom, the seven choices that lead to greatness. And, uh, wrote that when I retired, had a bunch of really good NFL players help me with that. Like Aaron Rodgers and Jason Witten and Jared Allen and, John Harbaugh and all those guys. Um, it's a really good book for, uh, it's not a, it's not a hard read. It's not supposed to be, but there's seven questions or seven choices that all of us should make. And from what I've heard, we've really good book for, you know, high school, college, young adults who are really trying to, to figure things out. But, but all of us need to keep these, these seven questions in mind as we go through the journey of life. Fantastic. BC nation, go to Matt Burke and company.com. Matt Burke. Thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you. Peace to you. BC Nation, did you know that depression is spreading 100 times faster than COVID right now? And suicide rates are higher than ever? Listen, God's healing power is available to all his children, but no one is teaching people how to access it. But I am. Broken Catholic is now giving talks across the country and across the world. My message is the freedom that Protestants and Catholics have been waiting for. 
If you want me to come speak to your Christian community in person or via Zoom, visit brokencatholic.net to learn more. That's brokencatholic.net.